we go. Now that song that we sing about during praise and worship is kind of going along with uh, everything, really. You know, it said, who can stop the Lord Almighty? You know, nobody. You know, just like with mishaps of the, the song Amanda was trying to do, you know, Satan's wanting everything he can to stop the flow of the Spirit, but it, it, it just ain't possible. God is going to overcome, and he's going to have his way. And uh, this morning we're going to do things a little different. I'm going to ask for us to bow our heads, and we're going we're gonna to pray one more time. Ain't nothing wrong with having a little more prayer, is it? Amen. Let us pray. Holy Father in heaven, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for this beautiful day that you've given us, Father God. And I pray for each and every person that is under the sound of my voice, Father God, that a special blessing and anointing come straight from heaven down upon them, Father. This congregation, your people, Father, that you reach out and you touch them, that eyes may be opened, ears may be opened, that chains may be broken, that burdens lifted, Father God, and you can set the captives free, Father Word. And, and that's the word that we're declaring over this congregation this morning, Father God. As I turn this time over to you, I may be the messenger, Father God, but I want the word to come from you through me, Father, and I just want it to be touched and find good ground, Father, in your congregation, Father, and I turn it over to you, Father, and I pray, Father, that you have your way in this time with us today, Father. In Jesus' holy and precious name we pray. I love you, and amen. Let me get the timepiece ready. Gary's holding me accountable. He said I got to 1130, so I got to keep my, keep my schedule up here so we keep rolling. <laughs> This morning we're going to talk about increasing our faith. You know, it's kind of been our, our, our theme going on this, this month. But I'm declaring we're going to increase our faith this morning. Not only are we going to learn how to increase, but we're going to increase our faith this morning. That's the word that I declare and that I speak over this service this morning. For that to happen, you have to want, you have to want that to happen. And get on board with me on a few things. Focus on God and His Word above all things. That's the number one key to all area of your life. If you focus on God and His Word above all things, everything else will take place and, and work out accordingly, right? And like I said, I'm just a messenger this morning, so I encourage you at any point to check out on me. Don't, not right now. Don't fall asleep. Let me f finish what I'm saying. Uh, you know, I'm going to be saying a lot of words this morning, but I encourage you when I say check out on me, what I'm saying is there's going to be a lot of words spoken by me, but I want you to get that one word from God. When God and you feel the Holy Spirit dealing with you on something, don't worry about catching everything I'm saying. You check out on me and you check in with Him. And you marinate on that word. I don't care if it's the rest of the service. You get what God can give you because one word from God can shape foundations and change lives. You know, I'm just here to give you those words and I'm asking you to please. And when the Holy Spirit dealing with you, marinate on that one word from Him. That's what I mean by checking out on me. And like I said, that don't mean check out and go to sleep. Or check out thinking about after church meals and activities and this Memorial Day weekend. There's going to be a lot of good stuff going on. But let all that aside for the next little while and let's focus on our Creator for a little while. Amen. When I say check out, I mean listen to God's Word. And as I preach and you feel the Holy Spirit leading, meditating on certain aspects, check out on me and check on with Him. Let Him have His way and do His thing. You know, that's the prayer this morning, to let God take over and let Him do His thing. I promise you that sleeping or letting your mind wander on everything except Him and His presence will not increase your faith any at all. Amen. That's a, that's a good truth. So, before we learn about increasing our faith, we're going to lay a foundation first. We're going to talk about what is faith. You know, there's a lot of people that you can ask that question, Christians, and can they kind of give you that deer in the headlight look, you know. Uh, but what is faith? You know, we're going to, there's a biblical definition of faith, and there's a Webster defin definition of faith, and they, they, they both intertwine. Amen. 
but we're going to talk about Webster first. Webster defines it as an unquestioning belief. Get a hold of that. Unquestioning belief, specifically in God or religion. And then he goes on to say complete trust or confidence and loyalty. It's a good definition right there, isn't it? Unquestioning belief, not wavering. You know, that's not faith if you're wavering. You know, focusing on him, unquestioning belief, complete trust is holy trust. Just like when Jesus heals the people throughout the Bible, just when he speaks the word, he says, go away, your faith has made you whole. It's whole, it's complete, nothing lacking. You know, that is complete trust, nothing lacking. If I bake a pie and I take a slice out before I bring it to you, which is probably going to happen, you know, when, I, when I'm... Because i got to make sure it's, you know, edible for you. And then I bring that pie to that. It's not a complete pie, is it? Because some of it's lacking. But Jesus, he wants to give us that whole pie. Nothing lacking. Complete trust. So that's complete everything. Confidence and loyalty is not wavering also. You can't be loyal to God and the world. You know, loyalty to him. Amen. Jesus told a woman in Luke 7.50, we're not turning there, but that her faith had saved her. You know, this isn't in a contradiction to Scripture that says, for by grace you have been saved through faith, right? It's not a contradiction because Jesus himself said, you know, your faith has saved you. It is the two working together that presents salvation. You can't have one without the other. Faith isn't possible without grace. And grace isn't of any effect without faith. Amen? So you've got to have the two working together coincidingly. Perfect harmony is... All things are with God. Amen. An illustration that helps me see it is that grace is like a phone call going out from the Father in heaven. You know, that's grace. That's how I help illustrate it. That's grace going out. That's a phone call from heaven, Bo. From God the Father in heaven, here's my grace. He's giving out that phone call to reach all men and all women. He didn't just send it for a few select over here. He didn't send it for none of this. He sent for all men and all women. We don't deserve that call because we are wicked people, but God in his unconditional love, amen, for unconditional love, that it's not nothing based on me because if that's the case, I wouldn't receive the phone call, amen. It's because God loves me with a, no conditions attached to it because he created me and he wants a relationship with me. That is unconditional love. And he desires to be with us, and he calls out to us all. The Bible tells us that it's his desire that all men, Turn to him and all men come to him. So that grace, that's made available through grace. Because if we got what we deserved, <laughs> we ain't got to go into that route, do we? We already know what we would get if we deserved. We got what we deserved, but Jesus took what we deserved. Amen. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. That he took what you deserve and you deserve, I deserve. He took all that willingly on a cross and laid down his life so that we could have life and have more abundantly. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's the gospel that sets captives free. That's the gospel that changes nations, worlds, communities, everything. He's calling to us. Faith is the answering of the phone call. That's a good illustration that helps me. I hope it helps you. You know, like I said, grace is the phone call going out. Faith is when you answer the phone call. That's when you tap into that grace that's already abundantly there being displayed, and you reach out in faith and you touch it. When you pick up the phone from the Lord... That then opens up the communication line of faith, which creates salvation. You know, as we all know, in all relationships, communication is key, right? You've got to have communication. Same thing with God. 
Faith opens up the door to all the blessing. Bless, and sometimes if you ain't careful, you'll be like, well, why are they getting all this? They ain't even go to church, you know. I'm doing this, I'm doing this, and they, you, that's why. You know, because your mind is over here worrying about all that. Praise God that he's blessing them, amen. Let's thank God that he's blessing the wicked, amen. Because maybe that's going to be the blessing that maybe one day the only difference between us and them is, you know, we give thanks and glory to God for those blessings. They just ain't there yet. He's pouring out that love that he shed on you when you didn't deserve it. Amen. He's doing the same thing to them. And let's hope that one day something's going to click on them. They're going to hear the gospel and something, and he's going to say, God has given me all of this. Amen. That's what I declare over the, the world. Faith, as we read by definition earlier, leaves no room for doubt. Right? Unquestioning belief. It means you don't question. That's pretty simple right there, ain't it? God tells you something, don't doubt it. Now, you might can doubt some stuff I tell you. You know, I ain't going to do it purposely, but sometimes things happen. You know, I'm human. I, he, uh, God's not human like us that he may err and do all these things. If God speaks something, it's going to pass. You know, heaven and earth may pass away, but his word is going to endure forever. Complete trust is faith. Like I said, complete, nothing lacking. If doubt is present, it can no longer be faith by definition because we read by definition it's complete trust or confidence, unquestioning belief. James chapter 1, verses 6 through 7. But let him ask in faith. Reach out to that grace. Ask in faith. With no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind all over the place, all over the place. I know I was there for years. I'm all over the place. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. So what do you want to focus on this morning? Do you want to focus on your problems and circumstances? Or do you want to focus on the one that can fix all that mess? And even if it don't look like it's being fixed, if you'll focus on him, it ain't even going to matter that it ain't fixed because you're going to be walking. He said, I'll walk through the fire with you. I'll walk through all these things with you. I'll calm the winds with you. I'll do all these things with you. I know that bad things happen. You can't stop it. I wish we got put in this little protective bubble, but that ain't the way it works, is it? You know, those bad things happen. I got Jesus Christ beside me. Let it rain, baby. Let the winds blow. You know, everything's going to be all right. You know, everything's going to be all right. Faith is crucial for our defense against the enemy. You know, faith ain't just something we reach out to and... and and, and call that belief, and you know it's it's a weapon. Faith is a weapon. Faith is both offensive and defensive, much like the sword of the spirit, which is the word of the God. So you get the two combined together. You get somebody who's reached out in faith, swinging a sword, not doubting. <laughs> Satan and all his demons is going to flee. Amen. That's what it says. That's what happens when the word of God is spoke. Demons have to flee. He don't say they might flee. He said, now, they might flee if you ain't believing what you're saying and you're just saying some stuff, you know. But when you start believing what you're speaking, hell takes notice and they run to the corner somewhere. You know, that don't mean they might not regroup and try to come back with some more. You know, the Bible tells us that as well. But that same sword that run them off the first time will run them off the next time. Because who, like we talked about earlier, who can stop the Lord Almighty? Nobody. We must be strong in the Word which produces strong faith to take the fight to the enemy. You know, you can set back in the defensive mode all you want. You know, and there is a time for that, okay? But, I don't know about y'all, but it's a whole lot better on the offensive. 
I like playing offense. I like running threes and all this in sports and stuff. It's funner on offense, ain't it? Just, let's take the fight to the enemy. Let's take it to him. You know, we've already got the victory. Jesus Christ give that to us. So, you know, it's like Pastor says all the time, we've got to learn to fight from the victory, not for the victory. And when you really get that truth inside of it, he said it many times, and I just couldn't grab a hold of it. What's he saying? You know, and then one time that revelation comes, like, oh, well, that makes it a lot better. You know, I'm, I'm fighting from the victory. I ain't trying to achieve nothing. Jesus Christ already gave it to me. You know, so now I'm just trying to learn to how to operate in what he's already given me. And also by defending against his tax as well. Like we said, the tax is going to come. If you can figure out how to live a life that the enemy no longer attacks you ever, please pass that information along to me because that is something that I would love your insight on. Because it's just, I, I sure had never experienced it. But I have learned that in faith, with Jesus Christ by my side, them things just bounce off of you. You can get outside yourself, and you can wallow in self-pity and all that. And there's a, there's a line you've got, you got to completely focus, like we said earlier. Focus is everything. You focus on Jesus, or you can focus on your circumstances and situations. And when you start doing that, that's when those things are going to feel like they're penetrating you. It's going gonna, it's gonna to make your mind doubt. It's going to make your mind waver. It's going to make your mind, and then you're going to have a mind doing this, and we can't be fruitful if we're doing this. Focus back on Jesus Christ, and everything lines up like it needs to be. Our faith, which is our complete trust in Jesus, is our stronghold to stand against the enemy. Amen? You stand in yourself. You stand in on me. It's not going to be as successful if you stand in with Jesus, that trust in Jesus, that he is our stronghold. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 16 and 17. He says, above all, above all, everything else, put this above it. Taking the shield of faith. So here we go. We got a shield before a dog, and that is faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. He don't say some of them, right? If you complete trust, unquestioning belief, all those things lined up that is the definition of faith, that shield of faith will catch all of the fiery darts of the wicked one. When he's throwing everything, you know, I say all the time, he'll throw everything. You know, you hear that expression. Let me put it that way. You hear they throwing everything at me but the kitchen sink. Satan ain't going to stop at that. He'll throw six kitchen sinks. You know, he, 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 there's no limits with him because he wants everything that he can. That is his whole purpose is to stop the Word of God from going forth and changing lives. He don't want you to go out and shed the gospel to the uh, lost, created, uh, lost and fallen world. He don't want that because he don't want to lose people that he's already got. So you can bet your tail that everything that happens when you start going out and being productive and fruitful for the Spirit of God or for God, there's going to be some resistance. He don't just take it lying down. There's going to be some resistance. There's going to be a fight that's going to take place, but it don't matter how much he fights back because that faith in Jesus Christ will be able. Say, you will. Say it with me. You will. Say, let's make it personal. Let's say, I will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. So now, think about what you just declared over your life. 
You just declared the gospel. You just declared the word of God over your life. Now believe that with no doubting, and you will do exactly what it says. Next verse. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. So there you've got your, your two main weapons right there. You've got your shield and you've got your sword, which is the word of God. And we all know the power of the word of God is the, the word of God that spoke everything into existence, who created everything. And that just still is so sweet to me to this day that I think a God who created everything in its magnificence loved, you know, Woo. He loved me when I couldn't love myself. <laughs> if that don't get you going, I don't know what will. I have seen what a life without faith looks like. When them fiery darts from the enemy come, I've lived that life for way too long. I'm here to tell you, it ain't worth it. <laughs> it ain't worth it. If you don't know Jesus, make today the day that you know Jesus. And if you know Jesus a little, make today the day that you know Jesus a lot. Dedicate, if you know Him a lot, make it more. The, the, the love of God, I don't. you will never experience all that God has to offer for you. I don't care how much you try to sell out to God and live your life and all of that, you still will never touch the unending love of God. Every day that you think it just can't get no better, praise Him. Every day that you think, man, it can't get no better. And I've said that before. I'm like, man, everything is going perfect. You know, I just feel like God is all over me right now. You ever feel like you're just walking on cloud nine and it don't matter what happens? And then two days from then, you're like, it just gets better. And you're like, where is the end of it? You can't find the end of it because it's unending, the love that God has for us. It led me, we're talking about the other the side of it, the life outside of faith. It led me to depression, suicidal tendency, drug and alcohol addiction. But praise be to Jesus that even in all that, the grace of God remained ever calling out to me. And I stand before you today declaring the everlasting, unconditional love and grace and mercy present for all who will look to Jesus and just surrender it all to Him and watch the change that will take place. Watch the change that will take place. And that peace that will take place in your life. You know, I'd hear stuff all the time about this, this, and Jesus, this, and this is back when I didn't believe in a God and all that. Now that I'd hear the, these Christians come to me and, and share this stuff, and I'm like, man, y'all have lost y'all. Man, you trying to tell me? Because to me, it was like Greek mythology, you know, so I was just, you know, we ain't going to get into that. So it was just hilarious to me, you know, and it was like almost you want them to come to you just so you can, you know, that was my mindset. But then I experienced God for the first time. I had that road to Damascus experience like old Paul had, you know. And then that first day when it was like hitting a brick wall for the first time and Jesus standing there and he said, what do you say? You know, I, I remember, man, the first time that I got that, that revelation of there is a God. I couldn't not tell everybody. I had to tell everybody that I come in contact with, you know, it was like, God is real. You're not going to believe this. All this stuff, man, it is real. And like, all the chaos in my mind, it was just like the weight of the world being lifted off of you. That is, that is why we should want to share the gospel with everybody, you know, because we should want to give people that is suffering the same stuff that we suffered, we know how to get out of that. 
We know how to get out of that. So why ain't we beating doors down and tearing a blazing trail behind us to give these people that they are lacking? They Everybody has something inside of them that they're missing, especially outside of Christ, because in Christ that is where we found ours. That's why that peace is there, because we got what was missing. And we was created that something is missing. We, we, I, let me rephrase that, I covered it up with drugs and alcohol and all these other things that the world trying to find my peace and find my joy and find how to cover my pain up and find all these things outside of that and never could find it because the next day would happen and it would still be the same. I found Jesus. It all made sense. You know, that, that hole and that void that you just, some people try to fill it with significant others. Some people try to fill it with anything under the sun that you can try to fill it with and you'll never be complete. You will never be whole. Like we talked about in Scripture, you will never be whole. You will always be lacking. Until you come to Jesus. He said, that's a good trade. You know, like those songs that we sing all the time up here. You know, he said, I'll make a trade with you. You know, you bring me all your junk. How much junk have you got with you this morning? Let me ask you that. Let's get personal. You know, what have you got with you this morning that you would like to trade? You know, because God ain't looking to trade up. You can't get no more up. Right? But he loves us so much, he's like, please, child. That is the word that I'm declaring over you right now from the Lord. He's saying, come, child, bring me your stuff. Lay it down to me and walk away from it. You know, you can't come to him with a briefcase, set it down, and then look back and try to slide something back out of it and take it back to your seat. (laughs) Lay it down and walk back. He said, I'll give you my peace. I'll give you my joy. I'll give you my love. pretty good trade ain't it and like i said watch the change that will take place and the peace that will take place in your life you know you won't change you can try for yourself you can try all day long i tried to change several times you know and do good for a minute and then you just come full back circle you know that's the beauty with god because if you'll just spend some time with him you change and don't even know you're changing and then you would be like man i don't even what happened the Holy Spirit working inside of you is what happened. As much as I love my wife and my kids and grandkids and grandkids on the way, my church family, when I say family, I speak broadly as church family in one because to me there's no difference. You know, my blood family and my church family are the same. You know, uh, in my eyes, you know, you might not perceive it as that, but that's, that's on you. I like to thank everybody, including anybody who's ever made Jesus Lord of their life. They're my family, you know, just as much as his blood is. But as much as I love all of that, nothing is sweeter than the love of God poured out upon us. Nothing. Nothing at all. Each day that passes, it just keeps getting sweeter. There are always times I have thought, and I'm sure we'll continue to think, and it's just can't get any better, and like I said earlier, He'll open your eyes to wonders anew. And always sitting there in awe of his love. Ephesians 3, verses 14 through 21. I've got to speed up. My time's ticking, Gary. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he 
would grant you according to the riches of his glory, which, let me tell you, that's a lot, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. Think about that. It passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. So he can take it to levels that you can't even think about. Amen. That's... That's, that's, that's what it's saying to me. According to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church of Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. It's going to keep getting better. That's what that's saying. Even when you can't even comprehend it, it can, it will. It will take ages to exhaust all the blessings and promises of God that is available through faith in Christ. Some people put their trust in their spouses, children, government. I hope you ain't that silly. <laughs> if you do, we really need to have a long talk here. Family members, even pastors, neighbors. And as good as all these can be, except the government. I don't know that they can be. I ain't going to say that. I'm going to speak positive. Oh, they can be. The government can be a good thing. if We get a godly government established, some men that's sold out. Holy, trusting in God. Amen. They cannot compare to goodness found in Christ Jesus. I challenge and encourage you this morning to commit yourself to a deeper love walk with Jesus. If you get nothing else from this message, get that. Challenge yourself to get a deeper love walk with Jesus. If you will do that above all things like we've already established, everything else is going to improve. No matter where you are on the spectrum of faith, Make today the day that you push deeper with him and seek him more and more each day from that beyond. It don't matter if you just got saved 10 minutes ago or you've been saved for, how long you been saved? I figure it's probably safe to say you're the longest in the room, I think. 49 years. So 49 years or 49 minutes. You can go deeper, right? You, you, can, never, it, you can never get to the end of it. So push harder, push harder. You want revival? Push harder. And that's declared to all of us. Amen? Two parts of a biblical faith that is active and working. You know, a faith that ain't active and ain't working, you know, don't expect a whole lot. But be obedient and be seeking to make that faith active and working. And this is from the JJM translation. We, we learned last week we have a MDC translation. So this this. This week we're going with the JJM translation. Maybe it won't be too bad. Faith means believing and trusting that God would... Now we're going to biblical definition. And like I said, it goes together. Faith means believing and trusting that God will do what He has said He would do. Right? That is faith. Believe what God said He would do. It's, it's that simple. we got to be able to take God at His word and trust in it, unwavering that what He has promised us will come to pass. Let me ask you a question. What does God promise you? You know, what has He promised you individually? You know, we know we get, this book is a whole bunch of promises that is generalized to His people, but He's got special things for you. You know, He's got promises for you that He might not promise to me. 
You know, we can't confine God to, to just this. You know, we can't put him in a box. Now, this is everything about God, but he's bigger than this. You know, this is just this is just giving you a little understanding of him. You walk with him, you see a whole bunch of stuff that you might not find in this, you know, completely written out to you because, you you know, he got some stuff in there from J.J., and I ain't read J.J. one time in this book. But he's got some stuff for me. And he's going to have, you know, we could write, a, each one of you could write your own book. The book of J.J., the book of Jody, the book of Bo. You know, everybody, you're writing your own book and don't even know it. You've got the gospel. You are a living gospel and you don't even know it. If you can't think of anything he has promised you individually, then we need to spend some more time with him. Right? Because we serve a God of promises. We hold a book full of promises to his people, and he has abundant promises for you individually if you'll take the time to learn what they are. You can't, you can't learn it by not communicating with him. Like we said earlier, communication is key. Faith is being able to thank God for something that he has promised you, even though you don't have or see it right now. But you praise and thank him for it as if you're already in possession of it. That's faith. Don't take faith to thank God for a cell phone when I'm holding one. <laughs> But if he's promised me some stuff like Abraham and all the other ones, when he's promising stuff that you're like, man, I don't know how that's impossible. You know, but I ain't got it, and you don't even see how it's possible, but you know, and you're taking him for what he says to be truth, then you can accept it, and then you start thanking him for something that you ain't even got yet. That is faith. Hebrews 11.1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Thank God for things that you ain't even got yet. That's faith. That's when you can start uh, receiving. Not that we can or shouldn't ask God for things. It is biblically okay to do that. But I want us to move beyond that for a minute and ask God to give us what he wants us individually to have. Like I said, he wants, he wants to bless you differently than you and you and you. He has something specifically for you. Just like my children, I know what they like and their dislikes and these kind of things, so I can do some, some things for them that might not suit you, right? Because we, we ain't all the same. You know, they stuff that Pat likes that I might not like. So God can't bless us to both with both of them because, you know, he might do that. I'm not saying he won't, but he knows it's more special to Pat. So he's going to pour out that specifically for him. Let us see what that promise he has just for us. And you, and you personally, it's look at it in an unwavering faith regardless of what you feel. Feelings can get you twisted. Don't get caught up on emotions and feelings and all that. You know, we, oh, you got to get beyond that. The enemy can make you feel some stuff. Come on. The enemy can make you feel some stuff, and he'll trick you into making you think it's the Holy Spirit doing it. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe it's only me that's had to ever, incur, ever experience that, you know, because he'll... He'll sugar some stuff up and lay it out there for you on a like a buffet table. And you're like, man, this is so good. It's got to be from God. Mm -mm. It's the enemy with a carrot trying to get you over here. Get your eyes off of God for a minute. He said, I'm going to get him over here. I got his focus. Now it's on. And then you're over here. And next thing you don't created a mess. And then you said, but I, well, it wasn't from God. You know, that's what the Bible tells us. You better test the spirits. Amen. You better test them. You better do some soul searching before you just jump blindly in something. Oh, it feels good. And then, then he, well, that wasn't good, you know. <laughs> you got to get beyond what you feel, what you see. Don't worry about what you see. I don't care what I see. You know, I pray that our spiritual eyes be open so we see beyond that. 
and see what God's really doing behind the scenes. Amen? Or even what you experience. Hold fast to his promise. His promise to you supersedes what you see, feel, and experience. Let me tell you how it seems to go. Like I said, this is, this is, this is what I've experienced, so I'm, I'm just giving you me. Uh, you got to apply this to yourself if it does. If not, whatever. God promises you help, right? Seems like the next day you get sick and catch a flu. <laughs> like pastor can preach a message about healing. He said, man, that is, that is on. You know, I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. The next day you're coughing up blood. <laughs> God promises you wealth. Everything seems to tear up. Kitchen sink tearing up. Cars tearing up. You can possibly lose your job. God promised me wealth. What happened? Everything around me is, is costing me wealth. Sometimes you got to lose a little so you can gain a lot. Amen. Sometimes, they, sometimes it's in them deep, dark pits where we get off ourselves and quit trusting in that junk that we hold and trusting to anyway to where we have to let go of that. you got nowhere else to look up. That's where you find God at. You said, all right, hey, i got to depend on you, baby. I done, I done made a mess of all this, you know. He'll bail you out. God promises to deal with your children, grandchildren, wherever you're at on that spectrum. You know, you got children that's lost and not living how they should. You, you, you die inside, you know. Just think. I, I used to think about this all the time, you know. Think about how you feel like in that moment. That's how God feels all the time, you know, because he has that same desire that you got, except he's got for every child that's ever walked the face of this earth. They seem to spiral faster away when you're praying for them, you're praying for them, you're praying for them. They seem to spiral faster away and downward. All this is an attack from the enemy to rob you of your joy and keep you out of faith to hinder your blessing and promise from the Lord. He wants you to waver. The enemy wants you to waver. Don't be moved by all these things that seem completely contrary to what God has promised you. Stand firm in the faith that regardless of all that, that these things will indeed come to pass just as the Lord has promised. That is active, mountain-moving faith. An example of great faith. We're all at the, the hall of faith in Hebrews chapter 11, but I want us to look at Luke chapter 7, verses 2 through 10. He says, And a certain centurion's servant who was dear to him was sick and ready to die. So when he heard about Jesus, he sent elders of the Jews to him, pleading with him to come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they begged him earnestly, saying that the one for whom he should do this was deserving. He, he, he deserves it, right? For he loves our nation and has built us a synagogue. Then Jesus went with them. And when he was already not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Therefore, I did not even think myself worthy to come to you. So he, he, how many of you been there? I've been that centurion. Well, I, mean, I don't even feel worthy to talk to you, man. I, can you pray for me? Well, Jesus want to talk to you. No, you can lift that voice up. Therefore, I did not even think myself worthy to come to you. But say the word. That's the key thing right there. But say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man placed under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him and turned around and said to the crowd that followed him, I say to you, I have not found such a great faith 
not even in Israel. This is Jesus telling this man. He said, I ain't seen a faith like this in all of Israel. And those who were sent returning to the house found a servant well who had been sick. So what made this man's faith so great that Jesus even marveled at it? He recognized that Jesus had power to speak merely a word where he was and his servant would be healed. That was, that's as simple as it can get. He took that he could do what he said he could do. He had heard about it, believed that he could do it, and he, did, he wouldn't waver in it. And he said, well, he might be healed if you'll speak this word. He said, just speak the word and he'll be healed. And he was. That is great faith. That is, that is faith. He heard about Jesus, believed in Jesus, and then trusted Jesus. That is a fail-proof equation to move any problem or any sin or any addiction that plagues your life. Jesus is bigger than any addiction. He's bigger than any disease. He's bigger than any disaster that can ever come your way. All you've got to be willing to do is come to Him and submit to Him and accept that you can't do it on your own and that you need a Savior and I'm standing before you today, a living testimony to the life-changing power of Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you that you can trust him to do exactly what he says he will do. And that's forgive you. A lot of you may be dealing with some stuff right now that you're struggling with. That, well, maybe I've done too much, God. No, Jesus can forgive you. He can cleanse you. Oh, and he can love you. Lead, guide, and direct you. Teach you. Comfort you. Change you. Save you. And bring you home to spend eternity with Him one day. Woo! That's what I'm looking to. That's the God I serve. That's the God that I'm declaring to you this morning. If that don't get you fired up and the Holy Ghost stirred up inside of you this morning, then I don't know what will get you fired up. Now, you may be thinking to yourself that uh, he has said this was about increasing our faith, right? That was the title of the message. Increasing our faith. How are we going to increase our faith? I can't give you some magical way of increasing your faith, you know, that you've not already heard before. But I will tell you this, unless you have checked out on me at the beginning and went to sleep, and are just now waking up, and you have meditated on God and His Word this morning, regardless if it was one word at the beginning or one word in the middle or all of it. All right? If you found a word and meditated on that word this morning, then your faith has been increased. Amen. That's what it's about. If you want to increase your faith, meditate on God's Word. It's, just, it's that simple. So this morning, what I declared over that, it's going to come to pass. There is no secret ritual or plan to make this happen. You simply meditate on God's Word and spend time with Him, and your faith will increase. Romans ten seventeen. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. You know, while this verse in its context is talking about salvation, uh, I feel it still holds a great truth when applied to increased faith by hearing the Word of God, right? CSI won't increase your faith. The bar won't increase your faith. It's a tough one. Video games won't increase your faith. If it could, boy, whew, it'd be hard to it'd be hard to hold me down. 
Brother Gary, fishing will increase your faith in Jesus. <laughs> See, I have to put my faith in God to help me catch fish because I stink at it. So, so, so I, I had to pray a lot while I'm fishing. I'm, Lord, please let me catch a fish. But that's okay because you meditating on God. That's my point. It don't matter what you're doing. You don't have to beat the doors down every time that it's open. You don't have to do these things, man. You can sit at home, meditate on God. That's the key thing. Meditate Him on wherever you're at, whatever you're doing. Meditate on Him. That is increasing your faith. It's more than just being at church every time the doors is open. It's more than fasting. It's more than prayer. And doing, doing, doing. Bible's full of people running themselves ragged, doing, 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 trying to get there their way. And while these things are definitely uh, a good and a part in that process and good to do, increasing our faith requires trusting the Lord with our whole souls, spending time with Him, meditating on Him while you fish, while you work, while you drive. Meditate on the Lord both day and night. Psalms 1, 1 through 3. Gary, can I have about three more minutes? All right. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. All right, so meditating on the Lord day and night, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, focus on God. You at the ball field all your life, which seems to be like where you spend half your life. In between innings, when you ain't watching that beloved child swing the bat, meditate on God. Amen? When you do that, this is you. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. That's a promise from God. Amen? That's a promise you can get a hold of. You can only learn to trust someone by spending time with and getting to know them, right? You can read biographies of people all you want, but spending time with them can't match what one-on-one -on -one stuff is, right? And seeing if they're really about what they say. Just like if you hang around me, you can trust we're going we're gonna to eat good and we're going to have fun. Krispy Kreme will probably be in the near future. You can hear all these things about me, but when you kick it with me, you'll see that'll come to pass. We're going to find a donut shop. We're going to have fun. We're going to laugh. You know, I, a lot of times I feel that's all I really got to offer, you know, is a good laugh and some food. But you know what they say, laughter is good medicine, right? So you will also see God will always be there in the good and the bad. And you can trust Him with your earthly life and one day to bring us to our true home. We're just passing through here. And there's going to come a time we're going to go to our true home. And that's what I long and desire for above any and all things, to, to behold and to spend time with Jesus for that first time. Like that song, you know, I can only imagine. Man, I love that song. Every time I hear it, you know, I just ponder and I meditate on that, of like what it's going to be like that first little bit to when you behold Jesus in all his glory and get the to experience Him in all His fullness. You know, the little tastes that we get here and there, is, man, it's, it's going to be mind-blowing that we can't even comprehend. And that is my message for you today. You know, we've increased our faith. To keep increasing our faith is simply meditate and spend time. You know, uh, 
the disciples when they asked, you know, Lord, to increase our faith. And Jesus goes into a parable. And it don't seem like it really has much to do with, like, where are you going with this? You know, and it's in Luke 17, verse 6, I think it starts at 5. We're not going to go there, but if you want to go back there, that's where the disciples asked, Lord, increase our faith. And then he gives them a parable. And you're like, well, what does that got to do with increasing faith? On the surface, that's what I thought. You know, the more I meditate on it and these kind of things, you know, what Jesus is saying to them in that, that servant setting, he's like, do what you ask to do. Keep on doing what you ask to do. Don't remain humble and not think that you owed something that you're not. You know, and these kind of things. To me, that's what he's saying. So he's like, keep on doing. Keep on meditating on him and keep on doing what you already know you should be doing and, and, and don't get caught up in all these things and thinking that you deserve something and this kind of thing because God's going to give it to you anyway. You know, so if, if you're coming from a mindset, I guess is what I'm saying, is that you deserve it. You know, well, God's got to bless me because I deserve it. I went to church three times this week, you know, or whatever. You know, then you're already sideways, you know. That is what he's saying in that parable. Just focus on him, meditate on him, and everything else will line up. Amen.